<laughs> somebody might say crazy. <laughs> Someone might say you sound crazy. But I, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. You know, you 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 like to keep things um, open for new ideas, and that's mm-hmm. how new ideas um, are formed. And that's that's interesting because um, after I, after I heard that, I actually looked at a frame, and I was like trying to like figure out like an empty frame i'm like where what is she where is she going with that do you know <laughs> where is you she know going? the other thing it's not just empty frames i and i also have this thing with with blank so i a lot of my house is was white but it's also a texture thing so even though the frames are empty they're not so much empty because the paper that i put in there has a certain texture to it so one of them there it's like an all-white piece of paper that has just these uh, numbers, but you can't really see the numbers. And I also flip the numbers upside down. So you can't really tell their numbers. You just see this texture on the paper. That's kind of like, Oh, that's a pretty cool textured white paper. You know, it looks like a blank frame, but in actuality, if you go up close and you actually spend time with the paper or the frame, you'll see that there's much more to it. You know what I mean? So there's, I like to layer things and I like people to get personal. So it's not just empty frames, but you actually have to go in there and kind of be drawn in and kind of figure out the story about them. You're saying all of this, and all I can hear, it's almost like it's like getting to know somebody, you know, because a lot of times you just look at that person and you're like, oh, she's this and she's that. She she looks like this. But then when you really get to talk to the person, spend some time with the person, you know, fill the person up a bit, right. you know, and then you really get the true sense of who that individual Right. is actually mm-hmm. um and i can i can really definitely appreciate that now um i want to touch into a little bit on um, on um you getting into the art form and and why you decided that hey after doing my blog i'm going to run with this i think it's something that people are interested in because that's exactly what you did you t- you said bye bye to pharmaceuticals and hello to interior designing and so far you've made a, quite a name for yourself here in Toronto, here in Canada, as a matter of fact, right? Um, so why did you decide that to, to pretty much, I'm going to defy all odds and I'm going to go for this? Why did I decide? Yeah. Uh, again, it's it's one of those things that it's, it wasn't... I, I, I'm really about energy. And for me, it was one of those things that I didn't have a choice. You know, when you're gifted with something like an idea or uh, it it wasn't so much an idea as it was an energy or something calling, a calling, that's probably a better word. When you're gifted with some sort of a calling and it's pulling at you and it's pulling at you, when something pulls at you so much, it wears you out if you don't go. So it wasn't so much that I... Um, I, I needed to go because I, I had no other option but to give in to this calling of what I was, you know. So I was in pharma, and and to be honest, I also wasn't happy doing what I was doing. I remember I woke up one morning and I was looking in the mirror, getting ready for work. This is when I was still working in a pharmaceutical company, and I looked at myself. You know, it almost felt like I had like a flashback of like you know going to university and and studying and doing all these things. And I looked at myself and I thought is this going to be the rest of my life? You know, like, is this it? Is this what, is this the the story? I'm like, no, this cannot be the rest of my life. So I think that was the moment. And I think even a week before that, I had heard this um, quote from Steve Jobs. 
I can't remember verbatim what it was, but it was along the lines of if you wake up too many days or you look yourself in the mirror and, and you and you're not doing what you want to do, essentially, um, you're I'm, I'm totally botching it. I'm totally like not. Doing but I, it I get what you're but saying. Essentially, I... what he's saying is that if you wake up in too many mornings, not happy in, in your skin and what you're doing, then stop doing that, you know? So that was pretty much after hearing that and then feeling and feeling what I was feeling, it was almost like, okay, it's now we need to make a change, you know? And it wasn't like it was clear to me in what direction, you know, you kind of just follow and you kind of do uh, things kind of, things are unclear. But um, I, when I, I had, I had this blog, um, a friend actually it wasn't a friend. It was my mentor at the time. He had encouraged me because I'm really private, or at least I used to be. I'm not sure with social media now if I can really call myself that private. But um, uh, at that time, I was extremely private. It was weird from the thought of me t- sharing pictures of my home on the internet was just like weird. So he literally, he almost forced me to, you know, create this blog. And I created this blog and I was doing all these, you know, DIY things and transforming my home and people received it really well. Um, and I think from that. Tell uh, us some of the stuff you, you did, you did. Uh, it was, it was more, I, I loved working with my hands. I loved working with my hands. So I'd buy like I go out and buy old furniture, like I bought um, a dresser and I turned it into a bar. Um, or I'll buy like, you know, I like to f- change things around. So um, I remember I bought these old movie, excuse me, movie theater seats from this old theater and I refurbished them and I, I they actually ended up being in an art festival, but things like that, like buying old furniture and refurbishing them and changing them and, and making them look nicer than what they u- were before. Um, and then I would, you know, pretty much post that. They were all kind of like these affordable ways to kind of make your house look great. And one of the things I love to do was love going to um, stores, like retail stores. And when their displays are, you know, when you have the old displays, they have so many fabulous things. They have these like, they have these like beautiful, um, I don't know. It really depends on what the display is, but you can really find these like really affordable interesting weird things that you can use for other purposes like I mean I want to kind of show you I have this table beside me that says um boots and there's another one over there that says um standard or once like they're all these black boxes with these white um lettering on them and they were from the gap they were they're all describing different types of jeans one says slim fit but they're really cool looking so I use them as my my side tables you know what I mean? So it's kind of like just getting these, like, it's one, of, it's just like finding really interesting things and just um, finding different ways to use them. So, um, so yeah. Um, so you literally use everything around you to inspire you. Yeah. You know, you go somewhere and I, that's one of the things when I need inspiration, I absolutely love going and walking through the mall and looking at window displays. Window displays are phenomenal because they have to capture you in seconds you know what I mean? So you're walking by a window and you're in a mall where there's so many windows and there's there, you have to be able to engage and interact with the window display within seconds and it has to tell a story in seconds. So it's the same thing when you walk into someone's house. You create a story of that person and you want people to be able to get that in a second. Like you walk in like, oh yeah, this 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 looks like you. You know what I mean? So window displays, I love. They have big impact and they really tell a story very quickly and I try to recreate that when I create people's spaces. Wow, this is so amazing. Um, 
I, I love the way you, you explain everything and the way you express, <laughs> you know, how you, it's like getting into your head almost, you know? <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about where you were born. Um, I want to, I want to kind of go back a little bit, um, where you were born and uh, you as a child, I want to know about you not as an adult. I want to know about Nikki. Oh as gosh. Um, well, I was born in Toronto, so it was, I was born in Toronto. Um, we moved around a lot. Um, and I was extremely shy. Like, I was so quiet and I was so shy to the point that my mom bought me this book that said, today I feel shy. And I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to read this book so that I would, um, not learn how to, yeah, learn how to talk and interact with people. I was so afraid. I was so scared to talk. You know what, actually, when I think about it, I actually don't think I was afraid. I just didn't have anything to say to those, to people. I didn't have anything to say. And, you know, I, I would observe. And, um, yeah, I just wasn't – not that I wasn't interested in talking to people. I didn't have anything to say. I'm sure if I had something to say, I would say it to them. But I – I um, after reading that book, though, and, uh, you know, you, you, your parents, like, they, they get worried, so they do these things. So, you know, I, I started thinking, oh, is there something wrong with me? Like, should I be talking more? <laughs> So I, so I, I learned, I became, uh, I'm an introvert. I'm still an introvert today, actually, but I'm a learned extrovert. So I can interact with people. I can, for the purposes of whatever, I can be animated, especially when I'm around my girlfriends, then it's like, they're probably like, shut up, you know, like, you know, keep it quiet. Cause I'm really like animated and I love telling stories, but, um, I really need my downtime. Um, yeah. But anyways, as a kid, I was really studious. I was, I was, oh boy man i wish i could talk to my my younger self and tell her to just chill out chill out i was so all i did was study i wanted to be a doctor so all i had to all i did was study all the time i didn't even i didn't go to prom and in university it was like i hated university because literally all i did was study i would take my books to the bathroom and just sit and study all the time so yeah i was what was, um, what was your interaction like with your siblings because you again come from a i locked myself in my room and i just studied like I you know what I was let me think about that yeah I, most of the time I was in my room doing my own thing like I was in my own universe I really was in my own universe when I was around my house was loud there's five of us and everybody's everybody's um needs some sort of attention you have one tv and five kids it's kind of like e either you're fighting over tv or you're fighting over something or I just, I, I was in my own world. So I went into my room and I was, just, I created stuff in my mind and did stuff in my mind <laughs> or studied. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, I was, I had a good relationship with all my siblings, except for my brother that comes right after me. Me and him fought all the time, and I don't even know why. Like, I'm now I'm thinking back and trying to figure out. And now we're actually quite close, which is really strange. He just had a kid, and right after him having a daughter, we became really close, which was very strange to me. Very strange. Really? <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty close with all my siblings. I have different relationships with each of them, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're all pretty close. How about your parents? Um, I'm close to my mom. I'm not so close to my dad, but I do. I'm really close to my mom. My mom is the is just such an incredible woman. She is so strong. And I think 
not I think, most of what I am today is because of her, you know? Um, the fact that I'm independent, the fact that I'm strong, the fact that I'm creative, there's a lot of things that I've been able to soak up from her. It's like a sponge, you know, you just beside somebody and you just soak up their essence. And that's with my mom. I just soak up her essence. She's just an incredible woman. Um, my dad was the entrepreneurial type. So I think I probably get a lot of those aspects from him. Um, not so close with my dad, although I am grateful for a lot of the things that he instilled. He, he used to be in, he went to school. He like, they had one of these like army type of elementary schools. I don't even know if he was in the army or something like that. Oh, but he was, he was hardcore. <laughs> yeah. So, so my dad is, <laughs> yeah, my dad is one of those people is like, you know, you gotta, if you pick up a pen from this location, make sure that the pen is back in this location. It's like, if it's over here, it's like, well, did you pick it up from over here? No, over here. So he was very like, you know, regimented and, you know, he's the type of person that had the crease in the pants, you know, when they, they ironed the pants and they have that. My that. dad too. <laughs> so my dad, my dad, my dad is, so I think a lot of the, the way that my house is um, with everything having a place um, from my dad, a lot of these like, you know, very stern things that I, I kind of follow. I think I've gotten from my, from my father, but um, we're not, we're not too close actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, similar sentiment. I wish, uh, I actually wish I did have a better relationship with my father. I think there's a lot of things and it's strange because before growing up, I, I, I thought, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't need him. I've grown up and I'm, I'm strong on my own, especially after having a mom like my mom, you know, my mom is very strong. So I figured, Hey, I'm just, I'm just strong. But now as, as I'm growing, um, and I guess even becoming softer, I realize, you know, I wish, I wish I had, I, I wish I would have had that, um, softness, you know, um, how do I say this? I wish I would have had that soft place to land that a father kind of provides for a daughter. You know what I mean? Um, I find those things now with my brothers. I try to, you know, if I need some softness, I'll go, I'll go with my older brother or even my younger brothers. There's sometimes that I just like, I need some, some soft, I need to break down or need to some cushion and I'll find, I'll find that in them. But it would, it would have been interesting to see who I would have been if I had that from my dad, you know? I like the I like the fact that you say that. Well, I think I mentioned to you in speaking that I lost my both parents, but I was very very close to my mom, and not so close with my dad. Mm -hmm. um, um, I like you. I was like a sponge. I picked up everything from my mom. She was I I worshipped her. She was my everything, right? She was my best friend. I know. I remember my cousins and friends being jealous of our relationship because we were like sisters you know right. it was three it was it was two peas in the pot for years people thought I was an only child because my mom you know and I were always so you know always so close um, my dad on the other hand we we did not have that close relationship at all and I remember my father believed in spare the rod spoil the child that was him right you know, um, but but one of the things, one of the strong things about him was that he always told us we need to row our own boats. And I never really got it until I became an adult as to what he meant by row your own boat. Um, and I got that he he was pretty much he wanted us, his girls, to be independent. You know, um, he did not want us to be dependent on anyone, and and, and that is something that I appreciate him for today but going back to as a child I remember you know doing something and getting scolded for it and I'd go back to him and say I'm sorry and he'd look at me like with like no like 
oh, come and hug your dad. Like, nothing. It's like, right. like, I'm now I can say, you know, like, dude, like, hug me. I was like, I'm genuinely sorry. Right, right. You know, I, I, but it was just this hardcore, you know, like, I am not going to break. And his face is still stern. Like, he's still mad at me at what I did. And even after <laughs> I've been told it, I've been punished. And I am genuinely sorry. So I, I kind of get where you where you where you're coming from and, and what your relationship in relationship to your dad but if your dad was to be looking at this show right now or probably listening what would you say to him oh i could i couldn't even say there's 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 too much there's too much to say and, and it, it would definitely take longer than an hour um <laughs> yeah that that is yeah there's no way that i'd be i couldn't even sum it up in in yeah it's not even possible um, you know what, actually, I would just say thank you. It's it's funny because even though, even though there was, I think there was a, not I think, there was a lot of anger before for him not being around and missing a lot of things and um, not giving my mom that support that she needed. Because just five kids is a lot of kids, you know. Um, but I think what I would say to him is thank you. You know, I, this year I went, sorry, not this year. At the end of last year, I went back to Nigeria. And this is the first time I went back to Nigeria as an adult. I was born in Canada. My family's from Nigeria. And I've, and I've been wanting to go for a very long time. I finally got to go last year. And, you know, going there and seeing where my family's from and seeing how people live there and what it's like and um, experiencing that. And even meeting my cousins, I met a lot of my cousins for the first time. Um, and essentially, when I was there, I saw, and, and it was a little bit strange because it was the first time that I was seeing people that look like me outside of my immediate family. You know what I mean? So literally, it was like, wow, you look around and you see extreme wealth, you see extreme poverty, and you're like, you know what, this could have been my life. This could have been my life. And I was grateful because my dad didn't, my dad worked hard to get to, to Canada. He worked hard to um, go to school, even though there was a lot of racism in his school. And he worked hard to bring my mom here. And you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of things that he did that solidified and who I am today. You know what I mean? So even though he wasn't present and even though there was a lot of anger with him leaving during the times where I felt I needed him the most and all these sort of things, um, when I went back and I looked, I'm like, you know what? There needs to be gratitude there also. Because he, he, I, he I, there, you know, and as, an, as a child, I, I had a father. I, as a child, he was a good father too, you know? So um, to have known that, I think also is something that I should, that I should be grateful for. So there, even though there's a lot of wishes and there's a lot of, I wish this and that, um, I also would just say thank you. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, it's either you, I can't go back. I can't change anything. I just, you, you tell yourself whatever story you need to tell yourself and then you move on, which is why I would say thank you. I think that is a perfect thing to say. I think that is my opinion. Um, being grateful is always, is always, it means a lot and it helps you to move on. Right. You know, like just, just showing gratitude, just saying, you know what? Um, and it's a sign of forgiveness as well, because if you right. can say thank you, it means whatever was wrong, I've forgiven you and I've moved on. Right. And it made me better. Um, and and that's 
it is what it is. We were getting some interaction from a few um, folks. Um, Mavlin is saying, I can relate to the different relationships with uh, mom and dad. And a few other folks are also saying hi, and they're, they're waving, waving out to us. Um, if you were to describe yourself, uh, Nikki, in one sentence, what would you say? In one sentence? Girl, I can never do these things. I can never do these <laughs> one sentence things. I'm too, you can even tell in my responses, they're I'm, always so long-winded and complete. Like, I'm always like, oh, what is it? I have to dig down into the essence of things. Like, so how could I describe myself in one sentence? Um, I'm water. Hmm. I'm water. That's pretty much what I can, I'm water because I'm fluid. And I can fit into different things and I can um, adapt and I can freeze. I can warm up. I can boil. You know, like water is so dynamic. So I can't sum myself up in one word. It's such an artistic answer. You know, it's like. <laughs> You're definitely an Aquarian. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. I, mean, I can't. I can't. I can't that, uh, that's the best way for me to describe myself because I can't describe myself just the same way that you can't describe water. You can't say water is a, uh, a liquid because sometimes water is not a liquid. Sometimes it's a solid and sometimes it's a gas. So that's what I am. Sometimes I'm, I'm a lot of different things. So yeah, that I am water. Now, <laughs> as a black designer, um, do you ever face challenges or what sort of challenges do you face as a black designer and being woman um as a designer i wouldn't say i face challenges as a designer when i'm i guess the same way that i think about um my canvas and putting things on my canvas is the same way that i approach design so i don't face challenges as a designer because it's in our, it's, it's my process. And you know what I mean? It's me getting to know somebody and creating a space for them. So it's not so much that I face a challenge as a designer, maybe as a businesswoman or as an entrepreneur, there might be some challenges in terms of people. I mean, and I also look quite young. So, and I mean, I looked younger nine years ago when I started this, you know what I mean? I also was inexperienced. Wow. I didn't know about much about design. So um, I guess it would probably be more difficult for people to take me seriously and, um, you know, they see this young black woman and they're probably thinking she looks like a kid and not taking me seriously. So I don't think so much that there was a lot of, I don't, oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I can't, don't have examples of write out, um, challenge challenges in terms of my, me being black or anything like that. But one thing that I do find that, excuse me, one thing that was difficult to a certain degree was the fact that there's not many of us you know it's the representation and not seeing you know a lot of times when you don't see things you don't know that you don't know that it's possible you know um so i think maybe more so the representation um but even still even with that it wasn't too difficult to be honest with you because i literally was in my own world it's like when i get fixated when i kind of put my mind on something I focus more on the path than I do the obstacles. There's very, I don't see, I don't, I don't see the obstacles ahead until I get to them. And once I get to them, then I'm just like, okay, now what do I do to get past that? You know what I mean? So it's not so much, it wasn't so difficult um, outside of people not taking me seriously, I guess, because I was young looking and 
you know, they probably just thought, oh, what's this girl doing? You know, like they didn't really, they didn't really understand. But other than that, there's everyday entrepreneurial struggles as opposed to um, race focused struggles, you know? Okay. The I guess the only thing that I would say now that I, I, I'm um, more visible in the public is probably just the weight. And I think it's probably the weight I put on myself of representing our community. Um, you know, because now people will be like, oh, that black designer, you know, like that sort of thing. It's like, because there's not a lot of us. So they re recognize me. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that black designer. It's like, no, it's that's exactly what somebody right. said when I, told you, when I told them that you were going to be on the show. Oh, that black, exactly right, that. Right, right. So it's like, so it's probably for me, it's more just representing my, um, representing my community that probably is more pressured now that I'm, that I'm only in, in the public eye. But again, that's, that's more pressure that I put on myself than any other person putting on me. Yeah. You mentioned being out there in the public eye and stuff as an, as an introvert, as you, you rightfully said, um, how does that affect you? Because now you are oh in front boy. of not, not hundreds, but millions of people because the population of Canada is over 30 million people <laughs> and and you are aware that the show that you you appear on um City Nine um quite often that the viewership is is massive absolutely um, how do you feel when you now have to sit in front of all these people and give be DIY tips be it design um, ideas, be makeovers. How do you feel at that time? Surprisingly, it's it's not any different. Like whether I'm sitting in front of a camera in a studio and we have one viewer, or if we have twenty million, because now City Line is in the United States. We just got syndicated last September, so I think we're something at like twenty million or something like that. But if I'm sitting in front of a camera and there's one person watching or twenty million people watching, I don't that doesn't register to me because I'm just in front of one camera and a studio audience. Right. So it's not so, it's not so difficult in that sense in terms of the numbers, but I did find that when I, when I launched my shop, so when I launched my shop, that was the, that was the time when I left my job. I actually, before I left pharma, I went to work at a design firm. And I actually wasn't doing design at that design firm. I was doing admin, but being in that environment of, and that was a, that's a story in itself. That was a difficult year for me, extremely, one of the most difficult years of my life, leaving my pharma job where I was getting paid, uh, had a company card, was fly, a company car flying and going to conferences and now coming to work and giving, taking a pay cut, um, coming into an industry where nobody knew who I was or cared and doing administration when I wanted to do design and learn and be creative. And that year was a very difficult year, but it was one of these years where I was like, you know what, I'm going to jump into this. I'm going to jump into this industry and I'm, I'm going to work for one of the best design firms in our, in Canada and learn and see where that takes me. Anyways, that's not the question, but um, so when I, when I left working at that design firm and I launched the apartment when I launched the apartment, I thought that it was going to be something that it was almost like this. I, I had this idea that I like to say gifted, but I had this idea that God had gifted to me about the apartment. And I figured, you know what, I was going to start small and see where this leads to. So when I launched the apartment, it blew up so quickly 
that I literally had to run after it for two years because the, the way that the, the media and the public received it was so great that I, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that I was not expecting it. And I think that was difficult for me because when I, as an artist, you know, you sit and you kind of create this thing. And then once you've kind of, you go into your little shell, you create something, you, you perfect it, you make sure it's perfect. And then you put it out there for people to see, right? Then you step back and you, you watch people look at the masterpiece you've created or you hope is a masterpiece you created. <laughs> and, and also the reactions. Right. So if, if it's a piece, of, if you're painting something, you paint it, you leave it there and you watch people enjoy it. But with the apartment, people would do that. But then all of a sudden people became interested in me, which was very strange because I wasn't, I, I didn't, I didn't anticipate or expect or even want people to be interested in me. I wanted people to interact with the apartment. So that was difficult. All of a sudden, all these eyes were here. And like this, I was interesting. And I was all these things that people wanted to, you know, people wanted to know about me or know me. And I was just kind of like, I was interesting last week when nobody knew who I was, but now all of a sudden everybody wants to know. So that was difficult for me. It was very draining and it was, it was, um, it was scary. So after all of a sudden you have something that you've wanted, you want it, of course you launched something, you want it to be successful. And it was, it was success. It was more successful than I could have even imagined, but it actually, the reaction that it caused in me was a very, it was the opposite reaction from what other people would think. You would think after you get all these, your dreams, um, granted that you would be ecstatic and happy and you know like but my reaction to it was not that I wasn't happy I was 100% happy and grateful but there was a lot of pressure and there was a lot of there was a lot of pressure there was a lot of expectation I think that I had put on myself there was a lot of eyes and to an introvert who literally is just there was a lot of conversation people wanting to talk and do interviews and all these things that I wasn't, I was not ready for. I was, I, I had no clue. Um, yeah, they were, people ask me questions. What's your process? And I'm just like, I have no clue what my process is. I go into it <laughs> and I create what I want to create, you know, like, so it was a very difficult, it was a very difficult time um, to kind of go through and navigate um, and I actually, instead of doing like, you know, you have all these wonderful things happening, you would expect people, so, someone to do this and open up. I did this and close. Cause it was like all these things coming at so quickly, too fast. And I was just like, okay, yeah, this is way too much. And I kind of built a wall to protect myself from everything. Um, mm -hmm. so it was a very strange reaction, um, to that whole experience. But, um, I think now, um, now that that's been, that was uh, about three years ago, three or four years ago, three okay. years ago. Um, now when it comes to eyes or as an introvert, how I deal with that sort of thing, I think with me, there is a few things that I tell myself to kind of deal with that. One thing is that a lot of it is not about me, you know, um, when I'm out there creating and doing certain things, whether it's giving t design tips to people. Um, or just being present as a woman of color 
visible on television or wherever someone's to see me and having a child that like that is an artistic person that was like me when I was a kid um, and to say oh my gosh I can I can do that I can be like her you know so when I when I kind of take myself out of the equation and think about how this is helping people um, I'm not thinking about 20,000 I'm just thinking about that one person and connecting with that one person you know what I mean so um, it doesn't really affect me so much now I mean I I I'm kind of, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with social media. So even that in itself, again, when I take myself outside of the equation and I say, you know what, this is about me, same, the same conversation is about me connecting with that one person or um, helping that one person with whatever advice I'm giving or whatever design, whatever it is that I'm talking about at the particular time, but connecting with that one person, even though I don't see them or talk to them. Um, but if I can make that impact in one person, then it's worth it. It's not a, I guess it's not a, about me is what I tell myself. Yeah. Oh, good answer. <laughs> Joy Campbell says you've come a long way. So proud of you. Uh, we're about to wrap <laughs> up the show. And if you have any questions, guys, uh, feel free to, um, to send it out, out now. Uh, let us know. So, so Nikki can um, interact with you. I have actually um, one more question for her really. Okay. Um, and I really want to know um, what, does the future hold for you? Oh, um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that I've been working on with um, 800 square feet. Um, nothing that I want to divulge yet, but essentially I, I'm looking to, I'm looking yep. to expand. I'm looking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to expand um, in, in some, uh, some creative ways, work on some interesting projects. Um, so there's some interesting things in the works, so just kind of stay tuned. I'd say that. Stay tuned. Stay um, tuned. Nikki's information is above. So if you click on um, just above the link, you should see her um, social media handles. You could follow her on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, both at her business um, Instagram as well as her her um, her regular her name. Personal Nikki, one, yes. Personal <laughs> Instagram. Jeez, I'm getting tongue-tied. Um, but you can definitely follow her, and um, and she she is she's always open for business, right? Right? Yes, <laughs> she's always open <laughs> for business. And I I wanna I wanna say how grateful I am that you came on and spoke with me. Um, I am absolutely thankful uh, that you actually responded to my Facebook message. And, and I got to interact with you and got to bring you on the show. And I see so many similarities in you, you know, and with me. I don't know if it's because we're Aquarians, because Aquarians tend to be very, very similar. Right. Um, and um, it's strange. I think it's probably the one sign where all Aquarians get along. Um, all Aquarians right. cannot be with each other. Um, <laughs> so so don't, date, don't date an Aquarian. Um, <laughs> not gonna work <laughs> but you we always get along it's 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 a almost like a love-hate relationship um love love fight. relationship yes i know <laughs> we might fight like i have this one aquarian friend like we fight like dogs like i kid you not like i will like say exactly what is on my mind with no filter and after i kind of feel bad and then but there's no hard feelings it's like right 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 it's like 
I, I can definitely message. relate to that because I'm extremely blunt and I sometimes I, I ask my family I don't have a filter ask my friends <laughs> um I don't have a filter but I actually like the fact that I don't have a filter so it's, when it's, whatever I give you you what know that that's what, what you it get is. right exactly exactly, exactly. you there's no no hiding and a lot of um, Aquarians, I like that. I remember my neighbor growing up was an Aquarian and I only found out closer to her death that she was an Aquarian and she always liked me and nobody could understand why she liked me because she was always mean to everybody else, um, their kids. Like, no, she had lots of guava trees and, and, and mango trees in the yard and nobody could climb the tree, but I was allowed to climb the tree, you know? <laughs> Like, nobody gets on my tree, but if I climb the tree, there was no no noise, you know, nothing. <laughs> make noise on everybody else. And it's later on, you know, in life, I, I we realized that it's because we shared the same sign and she, we got along so well. Um, but thank you so very much, Nikki, for um it for taking the time on your Sunday afternoon to be here with us. I really wish you all the best. Um, once I'm up and running, when I say up and running in terms of walking, I will definitely be stopping off at your next pop-up shop because yes. I definitely want to want to check that out. Um, you know, having a, a four-month-old is, is keeps me indoors more than than outdoors but once i get the hang of things i i will definitely be checking you out and i want to encourage those of you who actually tuned in um if you're ever in the area or you know just follow her on social media i'm sure she'll let you know even though she has a love-hate relationship with social media she'll let you know when stuff's when stuff's popping right absolutely absolutely thank you again thank you so much for having um, me don't forget, guys, um, you can um, listen to this interview again on the podcast. It will be aired um, or it will be uploaded in 24 hours. That is on my website. That's jljoseph.com forward slash P-L-O-G as in plug, as in a podcast log. Um, so don't you can definitely go on there. Subscribe. So we, in, we let you know when new shows are coming up and when new guests are going to be on. And um, it's also available on iTunes. So if you'd like to. Uh, go back um, to iTunes in 24 hours. It will be available for you to listen. You can listen in your car. You can listen in your apartment. You can listen in your space. Uh, thanks again to the beautiful Nikki for being here with us. I want to wish you all the best, Nikki. Um, nothing but the best, you know. Um, limitless skies, you know. I believe in that a lot. And um, and you definitely doing what you love. And you're definitely giving it your all. I mean, it's it's very obvious watching your interviews and you know researching you a bit and um i want to just wish you wish you um guidance you know thank you so much it was such a pleasure thank you so much for reaching out on facebook and contacting me this was uh, absolutely fun it was great chatting with you thank you and take care and happy sunday everyone keep on drinking your cup of tea don't forget whenever you're feeling um cold you can drink a little cup of tea it warms the heart a little bit if you're feeling hot still drink some cackle tea because you sweat it right out <laughs> you'll sweat it right <laughs> out thanks again guys until next time have a happy uh, happy uh, week happy and don't forget guys next week we're doing hot topics so we're going to be talking about autism and text and tone so stay tuned thanks thanks nikki bye, bye. bye.